Hello and welcome to A Mighty Practice, a podcast about how to identify and overcome your creative roadblocks. I'm your host, artist and coach, Christine Garvey. In each episode, I'll share challenges I've encountered in my own creative practice over the last 15 years and techniques I've developed to work through them. If you're feeling blocked, frustrated, or overwhelmed in your creative work and you don't know where to go, you are not alone, my friends, and you're in the right place. Hey, artists. Happy August. Happy deep summer. We're in deep summer now. Ugh, the belly of the beast. It's really, I always think about summer and Austin as like, just got to get through it, which is so sad, but it's true because it's just so effing fucking hot. But we're almost there. We're on our way through. I know for all my Canadian friends out there, I know this is like your favorite time of year because um, I used to live in Canada and oof, the summer is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. So I'm very envious of you in this moment. Um, hope you're doing well wherever you are. We had an awesome school-wide coaching call a couple weeks ago uh, where we talked about rituals for getting started. So we talked about the clear stage. We talked about things we do to help ourselves get started when we're stuck to get back in that groove. And we did a little brainstorm, a little workshop, did some sharing in that area. And um, it was great for me too because I need it. I'm getting back in the groove after my trip um, and giving yourself that time to get started and having kind of a routine around getting started I think is really, really helpful when you haven't been making work and you want to get back into it. So we had a great call. And it's always nice to just hear from other people and hear what their struggles are to know that uh, you're not you're not uh, on your own and the problems that you're having are really common. So that's kind of one of the great things about the school-wide coaching call and just the school in general. And that brings me to what we're going to talk about here on the pod today. So it is, uh, we are now enrolling for our fall cohort of the 12 week coaching program. And when I say cohort, um, this is a small group of people. So our coaching program is really like, we do not go more than eight people in a cohort. We keep it really small. And that is really to give you the focus and attention that you need in your work and to have you really connect deeply with other artists. Cause I think that's one of like the huge, amazing takeaways of this program. What makes it different than, you know, a big, big zoom where you're never going to connect with other artists and get to know about their practices. So this is intentionally really small and focused, and we're now in the throes of enrolling for our fall program, which starts September 28th, and it goes through uh, middle of December. And I wanted to share with you um, people, some stories from people in our last coaching program, who they are, where they came from, what they were struggling with before they got into the program, and what were the, some of the things that they got out of it. So today is really special because you're going to hear from three different artists that were all in our uh, winter coaching program. One of them is Paula Hefe, who's an artist based in Brooklyn, New York, and she works with um, in textiles, mixed media, collage, and sometimes sculpture. You're going to hear from John Cunningham, who is an artist based in Virginia, and he works mostly in drawing and sketching. 
And then Cheyenne Weaver, who is based in Austin, Texas, and she is a ceramicist, uh, sculpture, sculpture, and uh, she also works in drawing as well. So they kind of all have different practices. They're coming from very different places. Some went to art school, some didn't go to art school. Some have a long practice of making things. Some are new to making things, right? Really, really um, different. But what they share is very interesting. And I think you're going to hear, learn a lot about that through the conversation that we have today. So so tune in if you just want to hear from artists like you and hear what they're struggling with and, and some of the tools that they developed to overcome the roadblocks. Tune into that today. This is uh, one of the last weeks that you can get the early bird discount for the coaching program. So if you have been thinking about doing the program and you want to get a significant discount on the program price, you got to go over to mightypractice.com coaching and get on the list to get the early bird discount that is not like online in public you have to sign up for it you're going to get an email from me you're going to learn about how you can get that discount for the fall and if you're like I still got questions it was great hearing from these artists today but I got questions for you Christine good news is you can get on the phone with me and we can talk about some of your questions to make sure that this program is a fit for you and it's really going to help you develop the things that you want to develop um, and I hope it will so listen in hear about our program, hear from these amazing people, and please check out their work online. They're, uh, I'm going to include their information on the show notes and um, check it out. All right. Thanks, y'all. Enjoy this conversation with Polly Hefe, Cheyenne Weaver, and John Cunningham. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Oh, man, this is such a treat. So hello to my group of artists that are joining me here today. We have three lovely, amazing, and very different artists that I'm going to be talking to um, about our 12-week coaching program. And some of them have done it more than once. So <laughs> we have some real pros here. Um, so today I'm going to talk to Paula Heafy, who is a multidisciplinary artist based in Brooklyn. John Cunningham, who I'm also going to call a multidisciplinary artist, John, <laughs> based in Virginia, right? And Cheyenne Weaver, who is also a multidisciplinary artist. <laughs> That's based in um, Austin, Texas, and currently in California. So welcome, everybody. This is going to be fun. Um, they're waving. Everyone's waving. Yeah. <laughs> waving, hello. Okay, so what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is a little bit about you and your background as artists. You guys are all very different creative souls, but you have some you know, shared values and shared struggles, which I think is one of the things that's really great about the coaching program. So. If you could give me just like a sense of maybe a little bit about your artist journey, the ups and downs, and maybe kind of what led you to finding and seeking out this program and maybe a little bit about what it's like. So Paula, tell us, tell us where you are, where you're coming from. Hi, Christine. Thank you for having me on. Um, what a long journey. Um, let's see. <laughs> I, I started originally as a fine arts major in college and then um but then i ended up switching out to fashion design and i kind of went off course for many years and um have always been trying to find my way back because that's my true calling so for many years um i've just been taking like lots of classes and kind of wanting to make art but i got so off course that it, i was just struggling to find my way back and then 
living in New York, you know, you have so many artists with masters and it, it can be intimidating. So I found your podcast um, about a year or, or a while before I signed up and I kept listening and everything you said like really resonated. And um, I loved that they just seemed achievable. There was like no pretentiousness. Like you, it just, I don't know, you just felt like the right fit for me. So um, I had been wanting to take your program for a while. So I had finally bit the bullet last winter and um, at, during the pandemic, especially it was, yeah, a time where I really was craving community, especially an art community. Um, and I had dabbled over the years and like I had done an art residency in at Vanderbilt in Nashville and um, one at, in Banff uh, in Canada. So, you know, I, I did have like a creative journey, but it wasn't quite hitting the mark for me. So and what did you can, feel like, Paula, what did you feel like you were looking to dig into? Like you were taking all these classes, you were kind of looking to like maybe learn more about yourself. And what did you feel like was missing that you wanted to dig into? Well, at first I felt like I was going towards like 3D animation and like things like that. Yeah. And kind of looking more outside when really I wanted to like get my hands going, like get off the computer. I really wanted to draw and paint and just make collages or fiber pieces, but I wasn't exactly sure what it was, but I knew that I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, and I, and I didn't, I almost didn't know where to begin. It was kind of overwhelming. Like the, the voices like inside me screaming that I wanted to be creative, but I didn't really know where to start. Mm. Um, so doing the, the winter program last year um, was the first time, it was just great being held accountable every week by this really supportive, encouraging group. Yeah. Um, it wasn't intimidating at all. And I felt like I was in a very safe space to share. I usually feel very intimidated sharing with others, especially with social media and everything. It seems like everybody's always pumping out this massive amount of incredible work like on Instagram. So it was nice to be in this very intimate, small group setting. Mm -hmm. And um, and I felt like the flow really started to kick in. So I started to develop a process. Mm -hmm. um, and then I decided to take the program again this yeah. winter to, re to reinforce things. And your teachings. And I felt like this second time around, I really started to get it. And one of the big reasons was that, you know, I work as a surface pattern designer uh, during the day, which is a very creative job. So I, I am like, you know, drawing patterns all the time, florals, piece, at least all that kind of stuff. But um, at, at work, we're always taught to begin the season looking outside of ourselves for inspiration. Mm -hmm. And then we start the design process for whatever season we're in. And um, through your program, um, you really hammered in like playing first, seeing where, like thinking through making, you know, like really getting in there and figuring out what do you wanna create? What do I wanna create? 
and right. playing. And then after, after playing a lot and really digging in um, intuitively, then starting to look outside for fuel. And that really helped me a lot. I felt like that was more of a game changer because I felt like I was able to start creating more authentically. Mm -hmm. And I'm still, I mean, I still feel like I'm at like the beginning of the journey, but like things are moving more yeah. now. It's so, um, it's really exciting. And again, this group this past winter was a totally different group of people, but it was that same nurturing, safe space and um, just such a supportive group. And um, I just feel like I've grown a lot in the last year and it's been such a great sense of community. Totally. And it is really interesting, Paula, because I've had you on two groups now, which by the way, when I created this program, I never imagined it as something that people would want to do more than once. I thought it was, <laughs> you do it and then like off you go, but it really seems like something that you can come back to and get new things out of and get mm -hmm. again. And I think you're seeing that happening in your work is really amazing. Um, but yeah, even this group, like John and Cheyenne were in your cohort this time around. And I think that you guys brought new things to each other and new, like I saw mm -hmm. you each other in this cohort it, differently than I saw Paula being influenced by the cohort she was in previously. So that's a very cool thing about like the community element. And I agree that like, I think something that really prevents people from getting started. And I know John and Cheyenne, you guys have talked about this too, is the idea that like, you have to have this perfect skill set, or you have to have this knowledge, or you have to have whatever to begin. Like, <laughs> John, I see. Mm -hmm. um, but Paula, I agree. Like the idea that the play, you know, trusting that you have everything you need to get started, and starting with that self trust, and then growing that through the process of the fuel and the generate and the reflect, I think is can be really, really amazing. And yeah, it's totally evident in your work. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been it's such a good feeling to finally feel like I'm filling myself, filling my own bucket because I, you know, I tend to always put my art practice on the back burner when it it's so key to my happiness and I will be better for everyone else in my life if I'm filling my bucket creatively. So, it's been great. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to you, Paul Heavey. Mm -hmm. um, thanks, that's great. All right, John in Virginia, take it away. Where were you coming from when you joined our program? So <clears throat> I was a little bit different coming to this program um, because I didn't go to art school. Uh, in fact, I went to do school for meteorology. Um, but yeah, when I was a kid, I did a lot more drawing. Like I had lots of sketchbooks, like lots of markers. I would do like, sports drawings I took a bunch of summer camp classes that were involved around drawing or or um uh like clay modeling that kind of thing so it definitely was more on the creative side when I was a kid and then when I got into like deep into high school I had all kinds of other stuff going on and especially when I get into college and out of college um it just kind of that art creative side kind of got pushed to the background a bit um because as you always say it's like that you have those obligations that you need to take care of. And I always looked at art like, well, it'd be nice to do when I have time, but there's more important things to do, like clean a house or, or what have you. So, yeah. but I always had felt like it was always there, right? So like I always had 
sketchbooks around, even though they weren't in, in, in the line of sight, they were always around. Um, so like if I go on vacations, I would bring one with me with a couple pencils. And, um, and that's when I truly felt like I could like just chill and, and sketch a little bit. But I, whenever I got back from those vacations, it'd be like, well, back into the closet it goes and we'll try to get next vacation. Um, so I had a really hard time of like getting that practice started and going when I was on my day-to-day -day life, which is like 90% of my time. So I was trying to find something um, that helped like have some type of process that I could use uh, repeatedly to keep it going when I was working and that kind of thing. Um, and I think I actually found you, Christine, I think it was a long, long time ago. Um, I think you were doing those like mindfulness sketching courses or retreats. I think it was on State New York a long, long time ago. Uh, I don't even really remember that, but that sounds. Yeah, I remember like it, like saying like I found that and I was like, and ever since I was following things that you were doing, so like when you and I think we got we kind of like really connected during the pandemic where you're doing some of those kind of kind of one off like meetups, um, and then that's from there I found out through the course, and then I think the uh, uh, email came out about this spring. I was like you know what, I think enough's enough. Let's, let's, let's dive into this. Um, and as, as Paula was saying, like, it's, it's a great supportive group, um, especially as myself, I was a little nervous coming in because my background is not in art. It's, and I'm not, and you look around and like, there's a bunch of talented artists and it's like, well, I'm just going to put some color on a piece of paper and maybe play with my Legos as everyone knows in this group. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it was great because like, even though we're all different levels, uh, we're all trying to achieve the same thing, which is getting that practice going and consistent. Um, and I, I really felt like I learned that repeatedly throughout the course uh, as we've gone through each step of the process. And uh, um, yeah, and now I have my own art space and all this kind of good stuff and it's all attributed to this class. So it's, it's, been, it's been pretty great. Yeah, John, tell that. That's beautiful. Can you tell the story of like your original plan of where, so what in the first part of the program, <laughs> people set up their space and John, do you want to tell, tell people what happened with you? And yeah. You? So, <laughs> so in my uh, office, whatever you want to call it, um, I have, I work from home primarily. So my desk is, is where I usually do all my work. So my plan was, was to like, okay, I'll move this, my keyboard off. And then I'll just have this nice space and I'll just bring my sketchbooks on uh, and then I'll do this, this and that. And then I'll put them away until the next class. Uh, and that would be that because it's, it's all about efficiency, right? Using the same table for everything. Um, so I showed it to the group and I remember, <laughs> I still remember this to this day, like, Christine, you were like, ah, I don't know about this, it's gonna work. <laughs> so from there, it was like, you need a dedicated space where you can leave your stuff out, you can leave things so you can see it. And because that's half the battle is just taking everything out um, and actually doing things with it. So it's like if it's if the barrier to entry is just you sitting down and picking up a pencil and the paper is already there, then you're halfway there already. So amazing. And so now you have a dedicated yep. area that's not mm -hmm. where you do meteorology. No. And in fact, I look at the art desk while I'm working and it's like pulling. <laughs> Amazing. It's calling. Just, just color something, please. <laughs> so what do you feel? So now that you're, you are on your way, like, do you feel like after this program, you were able to integrate a little bit more of your creative work 
and your working life because you know it's like you sort of what you talked about is like having this vacation creative life yeah a lot of people can relate to which is like the idea of I'm going to do a residency or I'm going to go on a trip or I'm going to go on vacation and I'm going to feel so relaxed and the conditions are going to be amazing to create and I'll just be able to do it but then when you get back home and you want to find a sustainable way to get in touch with that part of yourself you get so bogged down with the day-to-day of life so how do you feel about that now yeah and I think it's been it's, I think I do have it a little better now. I mean, some weeks are better than others, life happens, right? So, but the, the key was, and I think this is something that we reinforced throughout the class, just getting that 20 minutes a week. Um, and you don't have to have, have something tangible to, as a result of that. It's just, it's just a matter of just sitting down, doing those 20 minutes and having that artistic time for yourself. And if you do more, great. And if you do less, it happens, right? Um, and it's all about like being more, um, accepting of what what happens and not being so critical of like well didn't do it this week so I found failure this week and oh if I didn't do it next week I'm double I'm a double failure <laughs> but it's all about just just small steps and not trying to take these big leaps simply to be like full-time I'm a official or in someone's my official artist but just getting those 20 minutes in and doing that um, is it's like and it's funny so it seems so simple right but it, it works it really works yeah yeah so how would you you know you i love that you don't describe yourself as an artist even though i'm i call you an artist um if there was somebody oh, else, we all have things we're still working on <laughs> yeah, yeah fair enough i mean myself too i mean to go back to paula's comment about you know um i can't remember exactly how you said it but feeling like you were ready to make your work and you're still kind of figuring it out. Like Paula, I feel like I, I am still figuring it out. And I've been like, you know, we're all still figuring it out. It's like, it's totally a process. And I think that's part of the framework of the class and the tone of the class is like accepting that it is a process and that it's a journey and that you're not just going to land, you know, one day and be like, Oh my God, I'm like so fucking confident. And my work is so perfect. And I'm in the studio, you know, it's like, it's always going to be like ups and downs. And um, maybe it sounds like John, that was part of what made you feel invited in as, as somebody who was like new to developing a practice and wanted to have a super deeper conversation about it. Yeah. And then I guess, I guess I said before, but just seeing similar struggles, even in these other artists that doing this for a lot longer than I have, or have more of an established practice. Um, and it was just something that kind of level leveled the playing field for everybody just to know that we're all going to do the same things and um, end up being a really good sounding board, so. Cool, thanks, John. All right, Cheyenne, Cheyenne Weaver in LA, but basically Texas. Take it away, tell us your story. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting to hear both Paula and John talk about their journey because it, what really came up for me is that I think like at whatever level you are, I mean, you just said it, like we're all still trying to figure out the process. And I think, um, you know, coming from like my personality, which tends to be perfectionistic, it's like, you know, like really realizing that you can't just like arrive there um, after, you know, after going to art school or after like getting a certain number of shows or after it's, you know, it's still always going to be a process. And I think I realized a couple of years ago that I really had to fall in love with the process of making art again, which I hadn't 
hadn't felt in maybe ever. <laughs> um, I mean, especially after art school, um, it was so not taught that the process was important. It was more about results and critique. Um, Do you want to talk a little I, bit about your, that's like a beautiful point. Do you want to talk a little bit about your relationship to art school? Yeah. Um, I mean, I went to CalArts, which is like a, a like crit heavy, like they're, you know, they're famous for their like eight hour crits kind of thing. And <laughs> so, you know, it was pretty intense. And I, I literally, I mean, I chose it because it was a very, it was like a combination of like having, you know, because I transferred from liberal, liberal art school to, to art school. Um, and I, so I wanted to keep that like liberal arts heavy kind of focus but but I didn't I, I didn't account for the fact that it was going to be kind of a difficult you know because art is so nuanced and gentle and you have to be so gentle with yourself in order to like prioritize it and to like like baby it along and like you know allow the space for it and an art school just didn't didn't go into any of that you know it was just like you have to hammer it and you have to like you know it's all just about like going hard and ripping through it and you know like dedicating everything and like making yourself sick and like living <laughs> in horrible situations so that you can get the space for it and it was just it, yeah it was it was a bad a, a mess <laughs> um it's so it took me a really like art I think that you're like but you're pointing to that really well like it's very black and white right it's like there's yeah. talented people and there's untalented people there's serious people and there's not serious people like if you're not cut out for this like get out of here you know and yeah like so binary versus like what is it really I think that's such a beautiful way to say that Cheyenne is like you got to be gentle with yourself that's exactly it I mean I didn't know how to do that I didn't know I, there were moments that I that I got real, um, you know, love for love feelings for the art. Um, and, but, you know, it was like when things worked out and, and that you can't survive off of that because a lot of times most things don't work out and you have to be cool with that. And like really invest in materials that you like working with, even if it sucks at the end, you know? So <laughs> spent a lot of years working with like toxic materials and then just basically quit art completely because it was messed up and it messed me up and moved back to Austin and then took me forever to kind of like prioritize making work again after, you know, like living into a design career for 10 years and just missing that part of myself. Um, and so, yeah, I realized that I had to love the process again. I had to find the materials that were like, that spoke to me, that weren't toxic, that were like, that meant something to me. And that's such a big part of my work. Um, it always has been, but I like never really deeply understood that before. Um, yeah. And yeah, this has helped so much with like, you know, I, I quit my design career and was like, I'm not going back to design, you know, did art and it was wonderful, but then I ran out of money. So <laughs> I had to go back to design, which is when I started doing this because um, I really wanted to keep that momentum of like gentleness um, 
while I had a full-time job um, because before I just like was like I can't do both you know I can't hammer on both right so as in hammer yeah. on your practice and then hammer at work is that what you mean yeah and I think my like my real learning curve right now is to be gentle in both of those areas to like have real boundaries like real hard boundaries around work so that I can have more space and more gentleness around um around the art and self-care at work too so yeah. yeah and so okay so you had this like bumpy experience at art school which a lot of us have had I know Paula, <laughs> that's something that Paula has talked about a little bit about too um and then you took a little break you developed this whole separate side of your creative life which was working in design right yeah. and then how did you get back to making your creative work and what made you seek out this program as like a part of that? Um, I, I hardcore burnt out in design um, through kind of putting myself into toxic situations. Um, and so I just quit, like rage quit one day. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I've never rage quit before. <laughs> it was pretty intense it, you know it probably didn't seem intense to anyone but me but in my head I was rage quitting <laughs> out externally it was probably like um I'm gonna quit yeah. so anyway <laughs> um so yeah I I like and at that point I had no idea what I was gonna do I like looked at schools I was gonna go back for a degree in biology and like work on climate change and you know I was I was really trying to figure it out um and then I just had a moment where I was like, you know, I don't know if I really need to reinvent the wheel for a third time. Like maybe I just go back to what my instincts told me, like, you know, when I was 17 that I should do. Um, and so I did that for two and a half years solid and really spent the effort to like focus on falling in love with the practice. And I think I heard about this on Instagram. Um, and was like, this is perfect, you know, during the pandemic, because I was really desperate for community again. And um, yeah, just kept following, following this until I was ready for it until I, well, until I went back to work until I found another full time job and really needed it. Yeah. yeah. And it's totally, I mean, that's something I'm glad that you're bringing that up to Cheyenne, because it this is kind of program is definitely a commitment, not like a cheap weekend kind of creative experience so maybe if you can speak to that a little bit about like the commitment and what are some of the things that like how'd you feel about making that commitment and like what coming out the other side like was it worth it like what do you feel like you got out of it oh so worth it um I mean I I told myself it was like when I do get a full-time job this is this is the, the gift that I give to myself and like no matter how expensive it is it's worth it to like you know have because it requires space and it requires me to like keep my boundaries around work so that I can commit to this mm -hmm. um and and keep my focus like I think it's so important the morning pages have really allowed me to to keep the conversation going with myself the like really subtle conversation that is required to keep ex you know being excited and keep remembering why you're excited about making work um and that is like 
you know, that requires space, but it also requires just like a practice. It requires a dedicated practice. And that I, you know, just always struggled that with that doing, you know, figuring out that on my own. So this is really helpful in that regard to kind of like commit to the commitment. <laughs> Amazing. So part of this program is getting feedback on your work which I think is very scary for most people. Even if you have been, I don't can't remember who I was saying this recently, like, I, you know, I've done like way too many years of art school, seven, I don't know, however many years of art school. And I still find a little scary getting feedback on my work. So how was that experience for you guys of like actually making some work that is more personal to you and talking about it with a group of people and getting some thoughts? I'll start. Um, so yeah, I found it terrifying, uh, naturally, um, just because like I said before, like I'm, everyone has this history of doing art for such a long period of time and I'm just coming in, just doing my own thing and not sure if it's good or not, it didn't matter, but I'm still here. I am going to, going to present it to this, to this group. Um, and I, at the same time, it was like, it was terrifying going in. But then everyone came, was just took it so like seriously, I think is a good word to put it on it, but not in a bad way, but like they took it as like, this is something that you created and I'm going to put it, my whole effort into putting, getting you tangible feedback on it. Um, and it was, it is interesting to hear back what people, because I'm just feel like I'm messing around, it looks good here, let's present it. But people were actually finding real interesting angles on it that I didn't even see myself. And then you hear that and you look at it again and like, yeah, that that does make sense. It does look at it that way. And it's like, you're kind of looking at your own art even from a different lens mm -hmm. at that point. Um, and that's something like, I feel like if you try to get that type of feedback online, like an Instagram, for example, let's put it out there. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get anything close to that. You might get like, oh, here, that looks good. Eh. Oh, look at John, he's a new, nice art. He's, he's found a new hobby, good for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah that's how you like, like feedback right like you got tangible feedback like here's what i liked this is what it looks like here's some ideas of where you can take it further um so it was really great constructive feedback that i don't think i would have i went in terrified i came out energized oh. i'm putting it <laughs> amazing it's so true though like i think getting feedback on your work a lot of people like tap into maybe their friends or the internet is like a terrible place for feedback from like random people on the internet. But um, getting, I think really focused attention, even if it's for like 15 minutes, we're like, we are looking at your work seriously. We're talking about it seriously. You have all that attention. I think it can be really transformative. I'm curious for Paula and Cheyenne, some of your experiences. Uh, yeah, I had, two different experiences last in both programs so it was interesting to see going you know I, th I think the first time around I also was still traumatized from art school yeah when my uh sophomore year art teacher lit my piece on fire and yeah. failed me <laughs> yeah, just list his address on this podcast yeah <laughs> I blocked his name from my memory um so I was terrified going into I because at that point last winter I was doing self portraits in the program, so I was feeling in, like incredibly vulnerable 
And um, yeah, I felt like I was gonna throw up or cry or, but the group was so, and it was amazing in that group, we had a writer, we had filmmakers, we had a drink maker, but everybody, an artist, everybody was like from a different perspective and background. And, and it was just such great feedback. Um, and it, it's done in such, the approach is just very different, you know, not harsh and critical, but like everyone talking about what what's resonating with them, what they like and, um, what could be done to bring it to a new place, but everyone had such interesting insights that I wouldn't have seen. And um, this time around in the program, I felt great going in. Um, I wasn't as scared and, um, and it was just great. I just felt like it, it, it filled me up more. I felt more energized and excited to like keep going, you know, cause it was just, supportive and encouraging and um and you yourself always have such great like I don't know you kind of like you have this laser focus you see through a lot of muck and you can just pull out like little gems and um yeah so I I just have I think it's been great it's and it's helping me even look at I feel like I also learned a lot looking at others' work and critiquing yeah. others' work. I felt like that helped me grow as well. So that I think that's a great point. And that's part of the program too, is like, if you've never talked about work before, which I know, John, you were new to talking about work. And it's like, we practice that too, because the way that you talk about work is the way that you talk to yourself about work. Mm -hmm. so that's really important, right? Because if your self-talk is like, this is shit, why am I doing this? What's the point? There's nothing valuable here. You're, you're never going to grow your work because you're trying to grow from the place of what you want to expand on. So that's really how we do um and I think like practicing with ourselves and practicing it with each other is like really huge yeah and I like that you guys always call me out like if I'm putting myself down but I don't even realize I'm doing it yeah because I'm so conditioned to do that <laughs> um but you guys have been breaking me out of that you know so that's good we don't let you get away with that's it that's right <laughs> yeah what about you Cheyenne I mean it's been really lovely to have the experience of both having to kind of like talk about more consistently talk about the work that you're that you know that you're making yourself um to the group and then see how that's reflected in there you know in, in various exercises like in the mirroring kind of back to what what you know what we've said or what we've done but also in the critiques themselves too so there's a lot of really neat like nuances that come out when you've put some language to it. Um, but, and you think, gosh, that must be like such hyperbole. Right. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, you get into a critique and, and everyone else has like much deeper hyperbole about it. And you realize that there's actually something that's like being communicated that is, is really there, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, it's just so invaluable to like get outside of the echo chamber that is your own, like, for me, it's like my head, but also my writing and. Yeah. So it's yeah. sort of like using the, the program and the people in the program as like a mirror 
you know, cause we can't all see ourselves very well. Right. So it's like, you're coming to the group. And the other thing that's amazing, I think about the program and your group, you guys did a really great job of this is we talk on Slack because you guys are sharing images and you're talking. So it's like really personal and supportive. But um, so for Cheyenne, what you're talking about is that people, everyone had seen your work develop over three months and they could mirror back what you were doing to you and say, actually, I, you know, I see some of these ideas or what about this? Or have you thought about that? And there was like a more deeper dialogue around your practice versus just like, I like the color, good job, right? It was more like, I've seen you on this path and now I'm thinking, you know, we should push you a little bit that way. What do you think about it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've spent so many years procrastinating through writing yeah. and not actually making the work that um, when I do write about it, I feel like it's like, complete it gets pretty separate from the work and so when I when I actually make the work and hear somebody respond to it in the same way that I'm writing about it I'm like oh wow okay I'm not delusional <laughs> the best. that's an amazing thing yeah yeah. yeah Cheyenne's making objects and ceramics and drawings and multidisciplinary things um okay one more question for you guys before you go so such a great generous conversation thank you um actually two questions okay what's one concrete takeaway that you got from this program that you have integrated into your practice now can be small and what would you say to someone who is on the fence about doing this program if they don't think it's for them what would you say to that person i think i think the the thing i would tell somebody is that um if you're if you're on the fence and you're doing this in order to kind of continue feeling motivated about your own internal dialogue and your own kind of like deeply important place in the world <laughs> which is a a subtle and quiet thing that um that it's really actually super inexpensive to to create that space for yourself. Um, it's just so worth it. It's like, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Um, and I think well, the other question was around um, a concrete takeaway. Like, what's something that you you've taken with yeah. you? Yeah, like you've integrated a little bit from the program. Yeah, I mean, I think the twenty minutes is such a good it's such a healthy thing for me because I'm the type of person that really wants to like raise the bar on myself constantly. Um, and so, you know, in my head, it's like, I should spend all weekend in the studio and sometimes I do, but it's just now it's like, because I want to, or because I, you know, it happens without me really trying to schedule that in. Um, but if it doesn't happen, it's completely like, I'm just so much more gentle on myself for not doing that it's like all I have to do is 20 minutes so that's been very helpful um I would say one of well, I have a few probably big take takeaways but um when I when I first joined the program I was I had my art table just a desk in my living room and um I always felt confined there but that was my little space where I would do like drawings and stuff um, and then when the pandemic hit and it was all work from home, yeah. that desk was covered in computers, you know, for my, for my job, my design job. So I lost, 
I felt like I lost all sense of grounding and creativity in my, you know, that was personal to me. And then when you and I had a coaching session, you were like, can you just take me on a little tour around, (laughs) around your apartment? And, and I took you and, and here I've had this little back room all along. I've been here for 13 years and I was just, it was like wasted space. I was using it as a closet. Like it never felt right to me. And then when I, when you saw it over zoom, you were like, are you kidding me? Like that should be your art space. And I went nuts in here and purged and painted it white. And it became the greatest art room. So now it's like, it's got a door. It's like, when I'm done with my work day, I can walk in here, which feels like entering another space. And I have all my supplies next to me, my books, I've got everything. And um, it's, that was like a huge game changer for me. Um, And even like on my lunch hours, sometimes I'll come in here and just like sit and drink coffee and think about my work, but it's kind of like just showing up. And, And that you gave us, the 20 minutes that is um, totally doable, you know? And I always thought that I needed like a full day or eight hours and, or not at all like it, you know, but that those 12, those 20 minute little sound bites. And then sometimes I go longer, but um, just knowing that I could just show up and keep that bar low, like changed everything. So that was, really great because then it's like you can easily develop a practice and just keep going with it yeah that's amazing and it's for everyone who's listening to this who is like this woman is always talking about 20 minutes she is crazy now (laughs) proof that other people have 20 minutes and it works I love it great um and what is your tell me your if someone's on the fence what are you what's your yeah, I would say if you're on the fence, that means you're you're wanting this, right? So I say invest in yourself. For me, it was the greatest gift to invest in myself. It's the best money spent. And um, I feel like um, if you want to grow and expand and have like a great supportive community and um, you'll you won't regret it at all. I, and everyone that I've met in the different programs and even just coffee chats that I've met through other people in Slack and um, through your monthly coaching calls and stuff, I've made other friends through it and no one has ever regretted being here. Um, so I would say, do it, just do it. Awesome, thanks Paula. Paula mm-hmm. is not paid by the way. <laughs> I'm solicited. <laughs> oh man, John, are you pro 20 minutes? I think I mentioned it earlier. I'm I'm all in on the 20 minutes. Yeah. But I, uh the thing that I took away is just the whole process. Like it's the I was looking back through my notes to see the question, but like you you're always going to be in some part of the process, right? Whether it be a play, you're fueling, you're create, you're generating, or you're uh, reflecting, right? Yes. So just it, you don't have to always be in this kind of circular motion, right? But you're always doing one piece somewhere that kind of just keep it going. 
is something that I took away with. So you don't always have to be in the generate mode. That's yeah. it's not it's not natural to keep doing that. I mean, people do do that, but um, I think it's good just to know some days you're just going to just absorb things. You want to take a class online. You just want to look through an art book. Like it's still a part of the practice, even though you're not generating. Yeah, and I think that's a that's an important thing because like at going into this, I was like felt like I needed to do something tangible to be to check that box right um and i think that's something that this course helped me learn is that it doesn't always have to be that um, but you can work towards that that's part of the process but it doesn't always have to be that um so in terms of if someone's on the fence i, I think i was on the fence for probably two years it hurts <laughs> um but yeah i i think what paula just said it perfectly is that sometimes it's good to invest in yourself and um if you have the means um <laughs> i feel like i'll be a hurt doer but if you have the means it's definitely good uh it's a good thing to do and you really definitely won't regret it because um i think what i put when you put into it you're gonna get out tenfold i think especially with the community um and i think kudos to you Christine for putting to, for a great class together and it attracts the right people into it because um I think you're a great leader but also the community together that that's built into it is is even better so I think it's um yeah it's a long way around to say it's like if you're on the fence and you have the means just jump in it's it's great I was just going to add also that it's literally like a requirement for me now that I, if I have a full-time job, that I get to do this too. Like that's the deal I made with myself. And that one, I mean, like I, my whole goal is to not always have a full-time job, <laughs> but when I do. <laughs> yeah. It's nice too, to meet like other people who are having, you know, creative work struggle struggles and process struggles and you know you guys have lots of different shared things so it's just like a great conversation even outside of the work I think for all of you yes thank you guys so much this thank, you. thank you thank you <laughs>If you want to dig deeper into some of the ideas we talked about here today, you have to come check out my new school for artists at amightypractice.com. We offer classes and coaching to give artists of all levels what they need to get started and stay motivated in their creative work. Find out more by going to amightypractice.com or stay in touch with what we're doing by signing up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Thanks, y'all.